0: Who's
1: the best show here? Tech. tech show! Who's the best show here? Tech, tech show! Oh that's the best one yet. I am short. Pizza, pizza. Big show time! That's how I got hired at Chippendales. Well, you were making it pretty young in the kitchen. I was in the dining room having sushi. It's a little thing, tech show, and that's
2: fact. If you don't like the cats, you can it up your ass. Ain't no funny duddies going will let it get bad. For the show link, go to like the T L N G S dot O. And I see each other's so Linux Link like, Found Tech Show. Just sit right there, cause the calendar's just about to
0: begin. Um. <laughs> Welcome to episode one thousand and thirty of the Linux Link Tech Show on the show. Today we have Joel. Good evening. We have Joe. Yep, I'm here. We have Dynamic Dave. Hello. And flying in from the Southern Command, it's Rich. Hey guys. Look at that. Um So I uh had mentioned I think the past couple of weeks that I've been really working on my node skills and been working on React in particular, having to tackle a ticket to resolve a lot of, uh, linting issues that culminated from a lack of, imp- or an improper use of React's use effect, uh, which is a, a hook that allows you to do, um, side effect kind of work, on your web page, so when a page loads, essentially what use effect will do is after React loads the components on the page, the DOM loads in your browser, um, and the first render, it will then execute any use effects that might apply. And use effects are kind of like we're going to fetch data or do something on the side here that. Uh, maybe outside the general flow of the the page. Um, and they're also kind of handy where you can supply to a use effect a dependency. So if a dependency, like it could be a variable or a function, so if a dependency changes, it'll execute that use effect again. And when a re-render occurs, the information gets updated on the screen, um, so we have a lot of these. And and I said that uh, if you have a dependency associated with the use effect, um, that's the kicker right there. Because depending on how you write your use effects, um, it the second option that you would pass into a use effect is a dependency, and it could be one of three values. If you don't provide a dependency, what that means is any time that the page re-renders or React re-renders the page, it's going to execute that use effect. Um, as a dependency, you could pass in an array that's empty. And what that means is if you React loads the page, it only initial runs the use effect after the first rendering occurs and no other time and then you in the dependency array I'll for every one of those dependencies that you pass in there anytime one of those values changes react will run that use effect again and then when it renders that page it'll sh- renders that component it'll update that information um, so all of our use effects are getting flagged because people didn't write them necessarily properly in including a dependency array even I have a lot of variables in there or if functions and it complains so I have to fix that and it becomes a confusing mess to try and handle because I a, a lot of things that they're trying to do Really only happen on the first render and don't need to be rendered again or updated in that same fashion, which becomes a problem because if you're trying to uh, use, use that, you can't have variables in there without declaring them as dependencies and you can't have functions in there that you're calling until, unless you declare them as dependencies. Now, there's a couple ways that you can around it. But anyway, long story short, I'm trying to wrap my head around how all this comes together and what I need to do to pull apart what we have so that I can satisfy the dependencies and still keep the functionality of what's going on. Now, there is one caveat to use effects that you have to be really caution, take caution with in providing dependencies. Because if you have a dependency, um, let's say you have a counter. And you want to increment that counter. If you increment that counter in the use effect and you have to declare the variable count as a dependency, when the use effect updates the variable count, because it's declared as a dependency, it'll keep rerunning that use effect. So you have the potential to create an infinite loop if you're not careful. And you, you absolutely don't want to do that. Right? So one of the examples that I was reading was, you know, on this, this really great write up on how use effect and how all that stuff works. One of the examples was kind of a counter. And, and instead of, doing like count equals count plus one in a function in there, what they had done was they used set interval and then to set interval, they had a function that updated the state of count, incremented it by one. Um, And when when you did with doing that meant that you did not have to declare any dependencies, count or, or the function because the functions contained within that use effect. And so they called it, they said constant, uh, I'm just going to say int equals, initialization equals set interval, and then it was uh, state is the function of C incremented by one in that function. And then... It set that state for there and then afterwards what it did is it returned uh, stop interval or was it close interval. It, it returned uh, the stop interval. So basically what I didn't completely understand is not being as fluent in JavaScript is that I was like, well, how the hell is this damn thing incrementing, right? And that's because what set interval does is it takes two values. It takes a function or something to do. And then it takes an interval and then it continuously executes that, those steps in the function or steps by that interview, interval. So if it's like you put a thousand in there, that's one thousand milliseconds, that's one second. So the function is incrementing the value of C, the state of C by one every second. And then it, it finishes by returning the, uh, the stop of that set interval command and i couldn't understand that like when i looked at that i'm like why is this not incrementing by 1 and stopping because the return of that use effect was to stop the interval and therefore stop the increment of count and i asked a bunch of people about this and and nobody like had an answer and it baffled me until I asked this one guy on our team that that I I, I do a lot of work with, and and, I, and he had the answer. It was awesome, and I was like blown away, and it made perfect sense. It's because in the use effect, what happens is when you in, instantiate or invoke the use effect, everything that gets done in the use effect is a setup. And what gets returned from a use effect out of there is a teardown. So the way that I have to look at it is when the use effect is called, it runs the set interval and starts incrementing the counter. And until that use effect is called again, which could happen on, um, depending on how you have it set up or dependencies or whatever, if that's called again, it runs the teardown and the teardown of that use effect is to stop the interval and then it starts it back up again because you called it. So I was just, it made perfect sense. It's a tear setup and then a teardown. Um, but nobody else, uh, uh, that I talked to knew that. So I was, I was very impressed by that, right? You know what I'm saying, Joel? Yeah. yeah I like, you know what you're saying. Yeah, oh yeah, I like it when when you can get a clear cut explanation for something, and it makes and it just meshes and makes perfect sense. But anyway, uh, a lot of other stuff. But I'll I'll let other people talk. Rich, what have you been up to, man?
3: Well, I I came on for a couple of things. Uh, so first off, I want to ask Joe, uh, my Galaxy S three Frontier here that has a boot loop. Do you want it? <coughs>
4: No. Oh no. I, I appreciate so, the offer, I do, but um there there's not anything I'm going to be able to do w- with it, with it stuck in a boot loop like that.
3: And and if anybody else feels like hacking on a old Galaxy S3 Frontier with a, you know, working battery but it's not fresh fresh, happy to donate it to you. I I ended up getting a refurb for like 86 bucks. I do like the new big whatever classic with the rotating bezel. That's like my favorite feature, but I think it was like 600 bucks. I'm like, F that. I'll, I'll throw 86 bucks at, you know, a refurb, and it looks brand new.
4: Yeah, cool. the, S, the S3 active, it's got the rotating front, doesn't it? But no, that's oh, a I, I don't know.
3: I, I think it's the whatever the six classic, like 46 millimeter oh that was 800 bucks yeah screw that that. yeah it's up there screw that it's like 600 i think i mean if i'm gonna be spending that kind of money i'm gonna hit up somebody i know that works at garmin for one of the garmin watches right
0: why why can't you do anything with it if it's in a boot loop like you can't get it out of a boot loop once it happens
4: well, there's no real interacting with the, uh, you know, operating system on the thing directly. So how do you get it out of a boot loop? Is it a hardware problem? If it is a hardware problem, have you seen how tiny those parts are on the board? I'm not going to be able to fr- pull a capacitor off there. I'm not that good.
3: Yeah, I I don't know what's up with it. it I mean, it could be something on the charging circuit or whatever. I. It did start acting funny, and then it got into a boot loop. I'm like, oh, all right.
4: I mean, it it might be something simple, and and you have to take it apart, and there's a bit of corrosion in there, and you got to go in with some isopropyl alcohol and and clean it up. But um, uh, you don't know. It could be a capacitor. uh, Yeah, probably a capacitor, but... I, I'm not going to be able to take one of those tiny capacitors off and put it back on.
3: Yeah, so I, I kind of just punted, and I saw the refurbs on Amazon were $86. bucks. i am like, all right, done. That's an easy one. But the bad yeah, part no, was...
4: It's, what, four screws to take it apart, I think, if you want to get in there with a toothbrush and some isopropyl.
3: Yeah, I, I guess I could take a look at it. I, I mean, I have been working on a month. I got the time. Are you between jobs again? Indeed I am. What happened? Uh, Just I did an 18-month contract, and uh, they said they could get five guys in India before they
4: pay me. Yeah, right now is a tough time to be looking for a job
3: and you know, don't don't anybody feel bad for me. I'm I'm doing okay. Uh the contract was fantastic and you know, a year ago I sold the house in New York, so uh, I'm I'm good. I, I got a lot of runway before I'm worried about like keeping the lights on.
0: Are you actively so, looking or are you waiting until the new year? Um you know, I'm
3: catching up on a few projects. I, seriously, I, I gotta like clean my garage, I gotta clean my office, I gotta clean, you know, my bedroom closet and stuff like that. Haven't gotten to that yet. I've uh, been 3D printing uh, Styre AUG receivers and I'm trying to finish that project. So I have um, one functional right now, a 556 version. I'm working on a 300 blackout version. And it's short stroking. But uh Is it your
4: design or is it someone else's design?
3: I well, I don't want to say I was part of the beta. I mean I was in the beta group, but I, I really, you know, just monitored what was going on. So yeah, I'm I'm just the monkey behind the typewriter clicking print. Cool. Although uh I did find a couple of issues and I, you know, contributed my changes back. Uh, but you know who? I don't know how responsive they are. So it, I, I don't know if you guys want to hear much more about that. If you well, let me yeah. know if you do. Sure. So, um, for those that are not in the firearms world, a you can buy a demilled a uh, firearm, like in this case, the styre AUG. Uh, but what it is, is it's a military machine gun. And in the case of the AUG, you don't get the receiver or the barrel. And if you know what a styre AUG looks like, there is a vertical foregrip, and that foregrip connects to the gas block. So what you do get is the gas block and the barrel stub, and the barrel is pressed into the gas block, so you got to get a 20-ton hydraulic press and press the barrel stub out. And what we're doing, and I say we, I mean what I've done and what the people that did all the design work did, because uh, I don't want to take credit for that, is instead of having an aluminum receiver, we're 3D printing out a carbon fiber nylon, the receiver, and we're using a modified AR-15 barrel, you know, just cut to a different profile, and with a different gas port and putting that together with a 3D printed receiver. So you lose one of the unique features of an AUG, which is the quick change barrel, but I don't really consider that a feature for a civilian use, because you can slide the latch and remove the full receiver and the barrel in a heartbeat and switch another, you know, caliber barrel in there or another barrel of the same type in. So it, it's kind of a cool project. So uh, writing down the cost, um I think I got some kits for 200 bucks and some kits for sub 200 bucks. I think the kit with all the parts right now is like 250, depending on where you find it. So it's 250 for a kit. It's whatever for your filament. And, uh, let's see. There's miscellaneous nuts and bolts. So I'm not even going to count that in the barrel was like 150 bucks. So an AUG, like I, I did purchase on sale a NATO AUG, meaning it takes an AR-15 magazine and that on sale was like 1400 bucks. So for, let's say 200, 350, and maybe 50 extra dollars worth of stuff. Um, you know, it for four, definitely under $500, I have a fully functional AUG although it takes the AUG magazines, uh, not the AR, AR-15 ar magazines.
4: What are you expecting for the life expectancy of the 3D printed parts?
3: Well, if you're not shooting full auto and you're not doing mag dumps, um, I I think it's pretty good. I'd have to talk to other people. I, I know... A friend of mine in Jacksonville, he competes, and I I think he's done some competitions with the AUG, uh, the NYLOG, as they call it, the NYLOG project, and it's a carbon fiber nylon, so it's got a pretty high, uh, you know, transition temperature, so it, it should work out pretty good.
4: How is it printing that nylon?
3: Uh, with a bamboo P1P frickin' cake. Uh, although, so the only problem I had is uh, you know you have to have a filament dryer hot box. Highly, highly, highly recommend that. I had like seven different forms of filament dryers, like DIY filament dryers. It absolutely wasn't worth my time, money, or effort. It probably cost me more to fail. Uh, instead of you know blowing the fifty bucks or whatever it was on a filament dryer, the other problem I had which was kind of interesting. I don't know why I mean maybe I had the right temperature and humidity in my office, meaning low, but I did get some good carbon fiber nylon parts out of the bamboo and then they started coming out looking like bedliner. But the first like three millimeters were really good. They were perfect, and after that it, it just looked like bedliner. And I'm talking to another guy in the 3D printing world, does the same type of stuff I do. He's like, throw a contractor trash bag over your printer. You know, he's like, is your printer enclosed? I'm like, no. He's like, throw a contractor trash bag over it. And uh, that was the magic.
4: So an enclosure?
3: Well, enclosure or contractor
4: trash bag. Right, right. You're using the contractor trash bag as an enclosure. And this is on the bamboo. I thought the bamboos had uh, built-in enclosures. So it
3: depends on what bamboo you get. So if you get the X1 Carbon, yeah. If you get the P1P, like I did, no. Uh, the P1S I think comes with it. So and I think they're blowing them out right now at like six ninety nine. So now I guess that's another thing to talk about as far as three D printers go. I I would have sworn by like my first printer was an Anet A8, and then I got two Ender threes. And I guess this time last year, stuff went on sale, and I picked up an Ender Seven that I barely used. So, it it's an Ender Seven is a core XY like the bamboo, mm. uh, but there there isn't enough support for it. There, you know, it's kind of like the redheaded stepchild. And it definitely Hold on. like oh, it,
4: oh, you mean there's not enough um, like online support for issues.
3: No, it's, um, I don't know about issues, but it should be printing much faster than it actually prints. The bamboo. Right, because it's an XY. It's a Core XY, and they talk about the acceleration, blah, blah, blah. And I bought the whatever pad that does, um, oh, gosh, what is it called? Anyhow, that, that does all the accelerometer stuff. And, uh, yeah, it didn't seem much better.
4: I was still doing like 120 instead of like 500. Well,
3: alright. So, uh, what is it? Clipper. That's it. So the, whatever the pad is, sonic pad. That's it. Sonic mm-hmm. pad. Mm-hmm. And so it's supposed to do all the resonance tuning, blah, blah, blah. It's still no, it, don't even bother with it. Get yourself a bamboo P1P or better. Now the I'll tell you what I don't like. So what I don't like about the bamboo line is the um you know I would buy a hundred, two hundred dollar Ender 3, and then I would throw a Raspberry Pi on it, a webcam, I would have a local version of Spaghetti Detective running, and I have Octoprint. So I would basically a la carte. And all of the features that a bamboo p1 p comes with and, about half
4: the price,
3: yeah, you know you're getting up there you you still you know raspberry Pi power supply blah 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 it once you start adding up all of your costs, you know now it might be if you're like me you got this stuff laying around so it, it's you know you still spend the money but it's it's still something i I gotta tell you. You're, you're still not getting the speed or the quality of the bamboo. I would, back in no, the day... I,
4: I've seen the reviews on, on the bamboo, and I do realize that it is significantly faster, and the quality is slightly better. And um, it is all built in, and it is kind of uh-huh, taking uh-huh. the market by storm uh, right now, at least for the... Um, middle range, I don't want to say the entry level, but definitely, like, the middle range of 3D printing, it is definitely better than um, just about anything else out there in its price range.
3: Well, it, and I tell people, it's like, if you're thinking about getting an Ender 3, just don't. Save up your money, whether it's collecting cans on the side of the road or raking leaves, and buy yourself a P1P. It, it It's not worth your time. Like, A perfect running Ender 3 with upgrades with Clipper or Sonic Pad and all that bit is still only going to be half the printer the Bamboo P1P is.
4: Plus, you can do the add-ons to the P1P, well, any of the Bamboos, so that you can use uh, multiple colors at the same time, or even multiple materials at the same time, if I understood right.
3: Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's like a multiplexer. You've got you could load in four spools. You could load up to sixteen spools if you have four of those devices together. So it's kind of wild. So the, uh, I mean, the bamboo. I, it, it's kind of like what I I tell people. It's kind of like being a genius on carburetors. You know, double barrel, quad, quadrajets, Holly double pumpers, knowing everything about. Uh, distributors, ignition systems, dwell angles, points, condensers, rotors, all of that. And then all of a sudden every single car has coil over plug ignition and, you know, direct fuel injection. The, the bamboo is something I didn't think was going to happen for five or six years. It's basically the apple of 3D printers, but there's a problem with that. And the problem is it's not open source. So. If I – they've made it so I can wirelessly from the app send uh, prints to the file if I don't want to, you know, sneakernet it over. But the normal way with all of the features is to send your print to China first and then it sends to your printer, which which is so lame. I just wish I had a Docker container. Even if it wasn't closed – I mean, if it wasn't open sourced, but they just gave me a local Docker container to run, I would be so happy with that.
4: Or hell, just, you know, interface directly with it like you would with Octoprint or something like that.
3: Yeah, you can, but you you do lose some of the features. Um, really? You know, there's cameras and lights, and there's an app on your phone. You can see your print, you know, just, just like you would with anything else.
4: But it sends it to China. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so over in China, they're getting a whole lot of gun parts.
4: All your STLs are go to China. Yep. Yeah, well, actually, G-code. Oh, yeah, G-code.
3: But the the bamboo is pretty amazing. I have two P1Ps. Uh, I haven't touched my Ender 7 or my Ender 3 since. I actually sold one of my Ender
4: 3s. I'm still using my Ender 3v2. I like it. It does have issues. I do have to do a lot of work to it. but And it does print a lot slower, but I don't mind.
3: Well, and I mean, if I finally build a man cave, I might put all of the printers, uh, you know, set up a print farm with them all. Uh, there, There's a couple of things I want to print, and it's going to take a while, and I could distribute it across a number
4: of printers. Yeah, that makes sense. But
2: uh,
3: so the the features, um, I've never had run out detection work properly on any printer prior to the uh, Bamboo P1P, and and that just works. It just works right. It I I. I hate to be totally fanboying over the bamboo P1P, but it is pretty damn amazing. It's not open source. Uh, and I do kind of hate that, but it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the easy pass when you're driving down the highway, you know, it just makes it easier for them to, you know, tax you, but it does make your drive a stupid amount easier. So actually, if, I, I got another question for all you guys if they're, if we're done with 3D printer stuff. Okay. So I've, I've run for a very long time Plex and I just wanted to check with the cool kids in case you know some. Uh, what I want to run a container that has, you know, Plex or something better than Plex, radar, sonar, SAB, NZB, um a vpn so my isp doesn't f with me all that good stuff i'm like what okay
4: i used to do this with with docker exactly what you're talking about um I, i had a version of um transmission running in one container a version of um vpn that used my pia in another container and the one was providing, the, uh, the VPN w- container was providing the network for the transmission container. And then all the um, automation was set up inside the transmission container. Um, and then I also had a container for Plex and it was pointing to specific locations and there was a bunch of cron scripting to uh, move the files to the correct locations as they finished downloading. But the problem got to be that the um the the two containers for transmission and for uh, the VPN would get updates at different times and then you update your containers and suddenly your VPN's not working anymore, so nothing works. Ah. or. Because, you know, um, there were changes in how VPN worked there for a while, too, when it, in regards to PIA, and so the, you had to also update the, uh, the file for that, and it didn't work correctly with that image, so you had to go get another image, it ended up being a hassle. What I did for a long-term solution was just build a VM that can only pass your network through the VPN, and then... Set it up like you would a desk, like, like you would any desktop system. And yeah, it takes a bit more memory, but in the end, for long-term use, it's been worth it.
5: And what I've done, uh, is, I I don't do it, nothing's containerized, nothing's virtual. I have a, I have a computer that's behind a VPN running PIA and VPN, and, uh, I run SAB, NZBD, SICK, Chill, and Transmission on it, and I got Plex running on bare metal on another computer. And yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it, to me, it works easier that way when all the updates are independent, and I've been doing it that way for years.
4: And that makes sense because you know it's kind of the same thing. You're just using multiple hardware instead of yeah. multiple images. Yeah.
5: Two computers. Okay.
4: So
3: and and boy, I'm really glad I jumped on because I'm like. Eh, you know, because I, I would have wasted three, four days trying to figure this out, and you know, figure out a container way of doing it. If you guys are saying that's dumb, I'm, I'm good.
4: It works in the short term, but you know, long term, it's, it's just going to cause you a bunch of problems that you're going to have to go back and fix every couple of months.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, all right. Well, that, that's a landmine I'll avoid.
5: Yeah, I've had zero issues with, with updates because of that.
4: Yeah, setting up a machine, uh, a standalone machine that only passes network through a VPN would work just as fine. And it does make it easier to set up all your tools because, you know, you're not trying to set up with 15 different images yeah. with different tools on it. Mhm
3: mhm Yeah, I'm running uh Plex on a Rock 5B right now.
5: I'm running on a uh Dell Was it OptiPlex R710.
4: I'm running it on <laughs> my, <laughs> I
5: I am <I'm> running <laughs> it on my
4: server so that I think that's a Ryzen 5 3600 or something crazy yeah. like that
5: i'm sorry it's, it's a dell power edge it, it's one of those uh rack servers i got it cheap
3: <laughs> yeah but i i don't mean to throw throw you under the bus between the the noise the heat and the electric usage on a rack mount i'm like i'm I, totally
5: i've been doing it for years <laughs> this room is hot
3: <laughs> yeah yeah see I, i'm not cool with that and it's not like I'm, you know, Al Gore wannabe. I, I'm just like, hmm. well,
2: especially since you're in Florida.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'll have to do like Linus Tech Tech Tips and cool my pool with the with uh, your heat pool. My... <laughs>
2: yeah, warm your pool with your server. When
5: well, I have uh, you... both, when I have both daughters at home, one daughter actually lived in this room, and she complained occasionally about it being hot, but she's cold natured. It's not that high, but
3: it's warm. It's- yeah, it, it just seems to me that, um, you know, the modern ARM computers like the Rock 5B, Rock 5A, you know, Raspberry Pi 4, 5, uh, there's a lot of compute power to it. And it's not using up a lot of watts, and it doesn't generate a lot of BTUs.
5: You know what? I, I said all that wrong. Uh I'm running a Dell Powerade, PowerEdge T40 for my Plex server. I, I do have a PowerEdge R710. But that's my Minecraft and Steam and other stuff, web server. But that, I, There's two different servers in here, but yeah, the Plex is on the, the T40, mm-hmm. which is smaller and quieter. <laughs> Yeah,
3: and, and I get the idea of running Plex on hardware because then you have direct access to the GPU. That makes a lot of sense.
5: What what's the uh the open source closest? Is it Embry that's closest to Plex in functionality that's open source? Jellyfin? Jellyfin, that's the one. I've never run out. it. I've had my eggs in a Plex basket for so long, I've, I'm not full with it. Jellyfin. Yeah.
4: I, I threw money at Plex, so it I'm going to keep using it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, that, that's really why
3: I was asking, like, hey, is, is Jellyfin the new hotness? Is that where I should be going, or should I stick with Plex?
4: Jellyfin is nice in that, you know, it is – open source, but with Plex you're also getting all of their um, add-ons that they've put on if you've paid for Plex. So they have live TV, they have their own sets of movies and shows, they have a deal with uh, well, Crackle so Crackle is directly on there. So that's all Uh, what, Sony stuff? Yeah. So what's
3: the monthly rate on Plex then?
4: I don't know, I paid the lifetime when uh, it I- goes on sale on Black Friday.
5: So oh. I did, I think I paid seventy nine dollars or something like that. Oh nine. no, freaking
4: way! Yeah, yeah. lifetime seventy nine bucks. So is that gone?
3: I I can't get that.
4: Uh, they only offer that because that's their original price. They've upped their price since then. They've only ever offered that in recent times on like Black Friday. That's the only time I've ever seen it.
3: I am searching for Plex Lifetime right now.
5: I'm gonna guess it's one thirty now, but I don't know.
3: So it says upgrade for four ninety nine a month with Plex Pro. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out.
4: Yeah, I, um, this was years ago that I threw money at them. So
5: yeah.
3: Okay, so lifetime is one nineteen ninety nine. Okay, that's not bad. I was ten dollars off. I I wouldn't sneeze at that in. And I, I don't know if this will be popular, what I'm about to say. I used to pay for uh, YouTube TV, but I found the only thing I watched on YouTube TV was Tucker Carlson. So uh, Tucker left. I'm like, a few days later, I'm like, I don't need this.
5: Yeah, we, we split YouTube TV with another household. So I mean, it's because you can share it with six email addresses and three simultaneous devices. So we just split the cost with another family.
0: Yep. Yeah, that makes sense.
5: How much is it a year for YouTube TV? It's seventy eight dollars a month. So we seventy eight dollars a month. Woo. Ouch!
4: And yeah, they think... got rid of all of their original stuff.
5: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. the The YouTube TV was like I don't. Know, it, it was it was much cheaper. So oh, let me yeah. just say that.
5: Yeah, we're, we're not... it's gone up.
0: That's crazy. Seventy some seventy eight bucks a month.
3: The circuses cost money. The bread, well, sometimes you get free government cheese.
5: What do you use it for, Dave? That's me, sports. My wife, will uh, a fortune in jeopardy. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> when, they do the, when they do the sports, are you still region locked? Is that no. the right word? Region I- locked? Uh, not that I know why. I mean, I'm, I'm not into pro sports. It's college football that I oh. watch. Oh, well, nobody cares about that, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, my, my wife watches some stuff on there. But like I said, we split it with another family, so it's the cost isn't that bad. We're paying, you know, thirty-eight dollars, thirty-five dollars a month, something like that. And I got rid of everything except, you know, my Usenet subscription and and Amazon Prime.
3: Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're still on the Amazon Prime. Not a fan of that, but yeah, me it,
5: it,
3: it's, Prime I mean I gotta tell you, wait, when when I could have something delivered, and instead of driving, you know, twenty minutes Home Depot, walking around Home Depot for twenty minutes, driving twenty minutes back, uh, yeah, that, that's a big savings. Best yeah, ours, if it, it wasn't
4: it. if it wasn't for delivery, I wouldn't have Prime, our, um, Amazon Prime. Yeah,
1: but I mean, yeah. um. Mm-hmm.
4: No, uh, like I'm excited that Reacher season two is coming up here shortly. Oh, yeah, cool! Like so, the 15th of March. Yeah, yeah. Somewhat.
3: Yeah, there, there's a couple of things I, I can't wait to come back, and I'm almost thinking about rewatching a few things.
4: Uh, the 100 was really good. The Invincible, um, or no, Invincible, uh, three hundred, or no, not three hundred, but the, the Boys. Yes, the boys. Oh my gosh.
5: That last season was hard for me to watch. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It was it was it was over the top.
4: No, I'm behind I'm way behind on the boys. I think I'm still like part way through season two, but I really enjoyed season one. Oh yeah, I I could rewatch yeah, season,
5: that. Season one was great. I think yeah. I think it's season three, episode one, is is in your face. Uh I just believe it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: And then, um, me and the wife watched a Christmas movie on there. Eddie Murphy had a, had a new Christmas movie on yeah. Prime, Candy Cane Lane, I think. Yeah, Candy Cane Lane, and it was you know a cheesy, corny Christmas movie, but it was watchable. Did you see Eight Bit Christmas? I did not. That's,
5: that became one of my favorite Christmas movies. I think it came out last year. It was really good. Yeah, that's a good movie.
2: Yep. I think, uh, oh boy, I didn't see a Santa Claus' season two is out. Good old Tim Allen as Santa Claus.
4: Oh, is he still in it? I think so.
5: And I like violent night. Uh, I forget that. that i watched so, that that was good I,
4: yeah.
3: I i don't know a buddy of mine hyped that up i'm like yeah
4: I no know. it was cheesy it was cheesy as hell don't don't get me wrong but it was the guy from um <laughs> stranger, stranger things yeah and, and he also played um In black widow well yeah and then the other one where the where he's the giant red guy what the hell is his name Oh god, I should know it. It's a comic book character. Oh,
5: the, the so oh. superhero.
4: Yeah.
0: The red um. Shit. Red Guardian.
4: No, 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 no. Um. You're talking about? He's a demon.
0: Oh wait, you're not talking about the Black Widow movie guy.
4: No, no, no. The Hell movie Hellboy. About? Hellboy. There you go. Oh, he was the new Hellboy? He was the new Hellboy.
5: I didn't see that. I didn't know anybody could do that other than Ron Perlman.
4: Well, it didn't exactly get a whole lot of success. Okay. But I thought the movie was actually pretty good. Yeah,
5: it had heart.
4: <laughs> the new one?
5: Yeah. I mean, not the, no, no, I'm talking about Violent Night. I didn't see the new Hellboy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Violent Night was awesome. Yeah, it was David Kenneth Harbour.
5: Yeah, David Harbour. And have you seen the previews for, I think it's Silent Night with Joel Kinnaman?
4: That's I keep another... seeing those, and as much as it's hyped, I have to think that it's going to be a horrible freaking movie.
5: Yeah, it it is hyped, and it does, the trailer looks good, uh, but...
4: I mean, it, and... it's got a lot of the right names attached to it, I mean, got yeah. the, the people that did John Wick, so. yeah. Not to
0: be confused with Silent Night Deadly Night from the 80s, right? That's right. Right.
5: right.
0: You know what, you know what is a
5: fantastic movie? Godzilla Minus One.
0: It was awesome, Dave. It
5: it looks good. I want to see
0: it. I'll tell you what, that is not only is it the best Godzilla movie I have ever seen it is a it is a damn good movie too i mean just the post world war II japan and how they depicted it and all that stuff it was amazing
4: and so- Th- no, the... I, I I have a question here. Sure, w- was this a a, a a remake of the original or a reimagining of the original or or what? It's
0: kind of like a, a remake slash reimagining of the original. It's it's a, a retelling, or it's yeah. So it goes all the way back to the original origin story. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yes, but what what I loved about this movie is pretty much every single shot of godzilla is from the perspective of of a person so you're not like however you see godzilla is how people around him see him and that was really interesting
5: yeah that's so
0: cuz it was just it was it was
5: from 15
0: minutes not even five minutes into it it is just off the wall insane in the visuals yeah. for 15 have to the million dollars too it is a beautiful movie and uh you don't have to have ever seen a Godzilla movie before but man when the first time you see him use his breath effect it just sends chills up your spine and it's just like <laughs> such and then when it happens it's like oh my god it's, <laughs> Like in this in this movie, Godzilla is truly an existential threat to humanity, and it makes you feel that through this whole film. It is so good.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here grinning listening to you talk about it.
0: I'm gonna have to see
5: the. I'm gonna see it in the theater.
0: Got to. I'll tell you what. You have go see it in the theater because it is so. It is, and and again, you're like, like. People are like, what the hell is going on with this movie? They made it for $15 million. Wow. And I can't believe, like, how how amazing. <laughs> like, what they pulled off in $15 million is like, like, like well, you go watch, like, what's, what's the last one, Godzilla versus King Kong? And that's like hundreds of millions of dollars. And this thing looks as good, if not better. Yeah. Than that. It is just mind blowing. And the acting is really good. The actors are like phenomenal in this. It is so good. I can't recommend it enough. My, even my wife was like surprised at how, how much she liked the movie.
5: The, the last, uh, Kaiju movie my wife saw was, uh, Skull Island. Was that the name of it?
0: Kong Skull Island, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. She she loved that. I I think she would like this movie, but I'm not sure. Well, you
0: know what? I'll I'll tell you what. This this is a horror movie. Yeah, hands down a horror movie. So if your wife likes horror movies, she she may she would probably like this.
5: Ah, yeah. I don't know. She she's got weird particular tastes. I was surprised she liked Kong Skull Island, but uh, I don't know. (laughs) Beautiful though, it
0: is a beautifully shot film.
5: Anyway. Can't recommend it enough, Dave. Can't recommend it
0: enough.
5: I'm going to try to see it before the New Year's over. Well,
4: it's also supposed supposed to be another Godzilla Kong movie coming out.
0: Yeah, and I think it's in March or April.
4: Yeah, something like that.
0: It is the sequel. You know, know, a a, a terrible thing happened this week to – Two terrible things happened this week. One one happened to me and one happened to my my uh middle daughter. She this week was finals and Monday she had her oh god, was it her uh pre calc final? And she got it done and fell down the steps on her way out. Oh wasn't hurt at all, right? But that night she came home to do her English final, which was an online final, and she cracked her laptop screen. Oh. Which is kind of a bummer because I had just given her that laptop a few weeks ago. So is is I had another one that was like the same model that my other like that Lillian was using. And so I'm like, well, what I could do is I could just pull the lap, pull the hard drive out of it and put it in a one that doesn't have the crack screen and then go thick get order a replacement for the crack screen. I was like blown away when I took the 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 bottom off of this machine to get to the hard drive um, I kind of like how they put the screws in there, like it was like a two stage screw I don't know what you call them, but they have like a little gap in between in the middle. So when you unscrew it, you're kind of unscrewing it from the uh, the main board as well as in the case. And once it comes off the main board, it's you still have to keep unscrewing it to get through the case. Like you pull it up a little bit, but you don't have to take it off the case. So it's nice because you could just take that bottom off and leave the screws and the. And the Bottom of the case, and you don't have to worry about losing them. Um, So that was pretty nice. But when I got it off there, and I was looking around for the hard drive, I was pleasantly surprised to see how small that damn thing was. It it is essentially a solid state chip on a uh, on a board. God, why can't I can't I, I, I recall names for anything? It's like the size of a stick of gum. What's the brand? Uh, uh the computer. Uh, it's so, HP.
5: Okay.
0: Elite so books. it's
3: surface bound, uh, NVMe?
0: Uh, on that little, on that little board, yeah. You could pop it off. Like you unscrew it and it just like pops up and you pull it out. So it's just like about the size of a stick of gum. That whole thing. It almost looks like an EMMC. Like they slip the chip yeah, on yeah. there and you push it on. And so, you know, you take that off. It is like literally the size of a stick of gum and probably about as high as two sticks of gum. If that put together and you know, pull that out, pull it out. The other one slapped it in and it was working fine. But I was kind of bummed. Now I was watching, uh, for how easy that was to replace the screen is going to be a, a, a wonderful chore of pretty much have to take everything off so you can get to the, uh, the hinges there to pull the, the, to unscrew it so you can get the screen off. So then you can take all the outside parts on the screen. And I think there is uh, another one of those wonderful, you should kind of heat it up kind of things to detach it mm-hmm. from the adhesive. Mm-hmm. I hate that. That's so
4: crazy. But, uh, can't you? Well, okay. Maybe not with the heating it up, but you should be able to just take a top, take apart the top portion to get to the top portion of the hinge but then you wouldn't be able to get to the ribbon cable. Um, well, I don't know. When I watched, when
0: I was watching the video earlier, the only way you can get to the cable parts to mm. detach the cables, you got to take the bottom stuff off. And I think there's like screws in there that hold the, the hinges on that are connected underneath like that.
4: Okay. I mean, yeah. I have, well, what, what I ended up doing with like the Dell XPS 13 was buying another Dell XPS 13 with a bad motherboard uh-huh. and swapping the entire upper assembly.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe I'll look around for that. I'll see if that or whatever. Um, like the LCD itself is like between 40 and 60 bucks. Um, but you know, if I could, it, it would be nice if I could find one that, that had a working like upper display and, now, that would be make it a whole lot easier then I wouldn't have to worry about having to do too much of the disassemble of the
4: upper part right and then you wouldn't have to worry about heating it up at the very least you would oh, yeah, have to no. tear tear apart that base to get to the the <laughs> ribbon cable and the hinge but save some work
0: yeah I'll, I'll check around for that. What were you saying Rich? Oh I have
3: no idea. Oh oh, I know what I was going to say. I have two 15-inch Chromebooks that I love. They're touchscreen and they're backlit keyboards, and the keys aren't silver. Like, I've got a really nice convertible 14-inch, but the it's backlit keyboard, and the keys are silver. So there's a wide range of lighting conditions where you can't see crap, and and it's quite annoying. And I did buy the hinge kit for the 15-inch that I liked. But it. I looked at the videos to do it. I'm like, oh man, that that's a real horror show. Actually, my... I, I mean, it, it's something you can do. And I, I yes, guess it's uh... like, hey, I bought the parts. I ought to just do it. Since Joe isn't a neighbor and I can't like bring a six pack right. and, and the thing over.
4: Oh, well, you wouldn't have to bring a six pack. You wouldn't. I would just do it. I mean, you could drink the six-pack next to me while I was doing it and talk smack <laughs> the whole time, and that'd be cool. <laughs> so, all right, I'm gonna... Who was the guy
3: that was, like, urban camping everywhere? Who, who Do you remember that? two Was it two that was urban camping everywhere?
5: Years ago, maybe. I don't
4: yeah, that was, that was a yeah, long time ago. Yeah, yes. Weeb yeah. Weeb is, is, like, Doing the whole uh, camper living or RV living. Who's that? Fweeb? Oh, I don't know then. Okay.
3: And the reason I ask is uh, I'm probably going to be getting a gig on site in Delaware for two months. And I'm like, all right, I've got a Lexus RX 450 hybrid. Can I, like, urban camp in that thing for two months?
0: I don't know, man. I
4: guess you could.
0: That's going to get uncomfortable. That's, does uh, it have a, a drop down in the back that you flatbed? You can uh, right. so lay down it? And-
3: yeah, yeah. The rear seats don't fold fold flat.
4: So yeah. VW buses are getting to be pretty cheap.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole idea is stealth, you know? Where we- in Delaware? Um. Oh gosh, what where, was the town? I, I got to look. Why, why, Dan? You got a couch?
0: Not in Delaware. <laughs> I was going to say if it's close to, uh if it's not too far from the water, you could just get a boat and sleep on the boat. Mm, okay. I had. A, I know a guy. Uh, like I work with a guy who, um, when when he was working down here and uh, with us in Norfolk, he instead of like renting an apartment or a house by the week or whatever, he just, he bought a boat and it was hell of a lot cheaper to store it in the Marina. And he had like something that he could take places if he wanted to. But then you have a boat, you know, no,
4: back to the chromebook conversation though my my son recently got a chromebook for free from the school like it's his now it's the uh, dell eleven thirty one hundred or 3110 so it's an education hold on edition. joe
3: you gotta pump the brakes on that oh, uh your what? son did not get a free chromebook taxpayers provided that
4: yeah but the school wasn't going to be using it anymore
0: Oh, so they gave the Chromebooks to the students then to the keep?
4: Yes. Well, that's well, not the, only like the, the, this was for the or like the the Chromebooks had already been retired once, and then they got given to the um, what was it the the coding class that these kids have, and then next semester their their coding class is getting an upgrade on those Chromebooks. So the old Chromebooks got given to each of the individual students that were in that program. So he got a free to him Chromebook, and it looks like it will run Linux. But it not being my Chromebook, I I was willing to help. I'm I'm willing to help him put it on there, but I'm, I'm not willing to just you know take it over and do it.
1: Yeah,
3: that's something I haven't done. Is uh, I, I do have a I have at least three or four Chromebooks that are in near retirement mode, and uh, yeah, I haven't haven't put an alternate OS on them.
4: And it seems like it would be a fun thing to do. I mean, it, it, if the thing will run Linux, granted it's only got got like four gigs of RAM, but still.
3: Better than most Raspberry
4: Pis. Actually, I saw an interesting YouTube video a while back, and I know I've mentioned it before, but you weren't on the show at the time, Rich, uh, talking about how you could buy um, broken Chromebooks, in, in, in sometimes in bulk for like uh, 10 bucks a piece, and repurpose them and use them for the exact same things that you would use a Raspberry Pi for. Obviously not if you need need the the I.O., but just for, you know, like a pie hole or a Plex server or or whatever else you wanted to
3: run on a pie. So I I pretty much, and I I know I've said this before, I do everything on a Chromebook other than like SSH and uh, edit videos. So, I mean, the Chromebook
0: does everything for me. Yeah. Have you tried editing videos on a Chromebook?
3: I I think I did once, and it just I I, I hate to be um such such a WordStar two thousand fan, and I and I say that with tongue in cheek, meaning you know you get used to a product and that's what you use. I I use iMovie and uh DaVinci Resolve. And uh, I've tried some either, you know, Android on phone editing tools and, you know, some Chromebook. It's just not the
4: same. I I have to wonder um, if you could set up like a DigitalOcean droplet or something and then just like um, remote into that and then do your video editing that way using your Chromebook.
3: Yeah, then you got to send the file and get it back. I, I mean, it's doable, I'm sure.
4: Yeah. But it's a lot of extra steps along the way.
0: What would you be editing the video with, though, on the droplet?
4: Well, you can set up X to go on the droplet and then basically yeah. run anything you would on a Linux system.
0: How fast is that going to be, though? It sounds like it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, the,
3: I think the problem is just kind of lag in between the UI. So when you're doing jog-shuttle operations... So if if it was possible that you could do like all of your edits locally and then have it you know render the video in the cloud, that that would be perfect.
2: Yeah.
4: I don't know. And so I haven't played I guess, the Chromebook yet.
3: Video question for you guys. Um, do you guys consume primarily your video on YouTube or Rumble? What's Rumble? Ooh, okay. There's okay. your
0: answer right there. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube,
3: YouTube. Gotcha.
0: Mumble, I have a
2: couple streams that will also do Mumble at the same time, and I'll switch over there when they do content not YouTube-friendly.
3: I I said Rumble, not Mumble. I know. Uh, What's Rumble? So, Rumble.com is a competitor to YouTube.
4: As bad as the ads are getting on YouTube and and the way Google is limiting um, ad blocking, I I will be looking at alternatives. So. So,
3: I've... Done a I don't number think of Rumble's things. that yet. Yeah, I, I've done a number of things to attenuate Rumble, I mean. on on YouTube, but I, I finally broke down. I'm like, fuck it, I gotta pay him.
4: Oh, or for YouTube Red? Whatever
2: it is, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of client a lot, a lot of content over there, unless you're looking for specific things.
3: Well, I do another podcast uh that you know, basically, it's called Uncensored on Rumble, and the reason I do it there is because we usually cover content that would get you banned from YouTube. Guns. Uh, not not primarily. No. Uh, we've we've done a bunch of different topics. Uh, yeah, the Le- Monday's show was about. Uh, actually, firearms encountered self defense situations, and we showed some x rays and hospital photos that probably would have got us thrown off YouTube. Ah. But yeah, we, we covered a number of topics that, you know, weren't PC and, uh, you know, weren't YouTube friendly. YouTube gave me a one week vacation You can live stream on Rumble You can live stream live firing So I, I was building guns and shooting them in my backyard Live on Rumble
0: Joe, you watch the Hallmark Channel, right?
4: <laughs> oh, every day Every time they show Die Hard Oh, you know, here's
0: here's another here's another good good story from this week, Joe. On Monday, after my daughter had apparently fallen down the steps, I had myself some lunch, and my neighbor brought his dog over, because that's the dog that can't be alone while he's at work, because it causes problems. So I let my dogs out and they like to do their business in the backyard and I bring them in one at a time because my, my dog is an asshole when it comes to food and he's got to have a bone when he comes in. And so I give them both a bone and the lunchtime bone is generally what's called super jerk, turkey jerky. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it is a, Like a turkey jerky that has salmon and sweet potato in it, is this one. Have you tried it? sounds good. It smells, it it usually smells good, right? I haven't tried it. But I brought in the uh, neighbor's dog, fed him, fed her, brought my dog in, gave him the other one. And then I'm like, damn, this stuff really fucking stinks. Like it was horrible. It, like the smell of the salmon was just coming on really, really strong. And then I, you know, and I'm like, it won't go away. So I go over and I wash my hand, and I'm like, okay, my hand doesn't really smell anymore. It smells a little bit, but I still smell it everywhere. And it was so bad, and it just kept, kept like wafting up and all around and I'm like, what the, what the hell? And I'm like, okay, this can't be, I'm smelling the package and I'm smelling everything. I'm like, this can't be what I'm smelling. And it was just the dog. It was, yeah, it was just so terrible. So I'm like, I look at my dog. Cause like it started happening after I let my dog in and I go over and I like, I smell around. I'm like, geez, he's, he's, smells terrible. I'm like, and I'm like, his head doesn't stink. And his, neck up by his neck doesn't stink but the lower i get yeah. towards his ass it starts to get worse and worse and worse i'm like oh my god what's wrong with my dog like what happened Is he got like he's got like shit hanging off his ass or something like this is the worst thing i like it is making my eyes tear so bad and i'm like so i kicked my dog out of the house i'm like you get out of here i threw him outside in the yard and and i'm like the smell didn't go away right and i'm like man i'm like going everywhere that he had walked around i'm smelling the carpet the carpet kind of stinks and all sorts of it's like it's it's really bad but it's like for some reason it just seems to be keep getting stronger and stronger and i looked on the floor because i'm like did some did somebody crap on the floor or something and now now mind you this is really not the smell of dog crap this was pungent and horrible and and so i saw that there was a hot pepper on the floor that looked like somebody stepped on it and i'm like was it spoiled is that it i never smelled the pepper that bad so i cleaned it up that didn't make a difference so i'm like god good god and finally i'm like i'm like i look at my neighbor's dog and i'm like i start smelling my neighbor's dog and and my neighbor's thought Are you sniffing it, the dog's ass? It, 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 the dog had it the opposite. It wasn't the backside that stank. It was the dog's head and neck that stank. And I'm like, and I'm smelling this, and it's burning my eyes, and it smells so bad. And I'm like, <laughs> did they get hit by a skunk? Which I was would have been surprised if they would have, because I didn't hear them barking at anything. And if,
4: the skunk smell is distinct.
0: Well, this was distinct, and I'm like, I'm trying to remember back when we had, uh, our boxer back in Pennsylvania got hit by a skunk, and then we all had to leave the house for the night, because it was terrible. But, I'm like, this, this was like, almost as bad. This was really bad. So I'm, I'm like, I text my neighbor, I'm like, your dog got into something, uh, can I give her, give her a bath? And he's like, yeah, so I, I, run her upstairs, I wash her in a tub, and, and it didn't really seem to make much of a difference. It was still really bad. I had to take her collar off. It was saturated, which, because it was saturated and wet, made me think that, I'm like, what else could it be if it wasn't a skunk? But I'm like, I've never seen a skunk around here. And so two baths later, she started smelling okay. Uh, I had to give my dog a bad, I had to call my daughter to go get dog shampoo cause it was bad. Uh, I had to take the rug outside and the rug's still outside cause it stinks. Washing the floors. I had to take a shower. I had to run the clothes through the washer and the, the collar through the washer twice and it still had a stink on it to me. Then like my daughter comes home and she's like, I don't really smell it. And my wife comes home and she's like, I don't really smell it, but no, I can keep smelling it. And so here's what it was, right? Uh, back in, I think, the beginning of October, somebody had left an egg out mm. on the counter. So I'm like, what? The next morning, it was two, 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 like it was more than two hours old. And so I'm like, "I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna get rid of it." So I, I figured it's not that old. I'll throw it out in the garden. Ah. Some animal's gonna come and eat it, right? So, and, and I thought nothing of it. And then when I was cleaning out my garden, not this past weekend but the weekend before, I looked over in the corner, and the egg was there. Oh, God. and still whole. Yeah, and I'm dogs, like,
5: dogs "Wow, rotten eggs."
0: <laughs> that's wild. Uh And I'm like, I didn't think anything of it. Apparently, she must have she must have gone into the corner of that part of the yard because I saw her over there, and rolled in the egg. Is what I'm thinking. And it was, it was like horrible. It was like one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. And when, she, when they went in, both, at one point, both of them were up there and she brushed past my dog, which is how he got it on him. Yeah. And it was, it was bad. Now I apologize to my neighbor, but he's like, nah, I don't really smell it on her, but I, I still could, but that smell was, was horrible. <laughs> horrible. It was nothing like the suppositories you make. <laughs> it was terrible. Have you
5: heard the expression of an egg sucking dog"? No. Oh yeah, the, the dogs will lick a egg, especially rotten eggs, until they have got a hole in it. Then they'll suck the rotten egg out. They love them, and they'll roll around in it too. You know.
4: <laughs> yeah. Dogs are not like that.
5: <laughs>
0: have you ever smelled a rotten egg like that? Uh, uh, a a two month rotten egg?
4: I have not. Oh, I used th- to live on a farm. Oh. We gee. had chickens. Things happen.
5: Yeah, potatoes, you know, they can get bad. Oh my that god. Oh <laughs> god.
4: That smell'll stick with you too. Yeah, well. Plus that oily residue. Yeah. Ugh.
0: To find that one to potato that fell and is in the corner for two months,
5: Joe, did you see where uh, NextCloud Seven is going to be rolling out starting today?
4: I did not. Oh yeah, I mean, I just recently started using uh, NextCloud instance of my own, so uh, I'm not all that into it yet yeah
5: the the update process i mean i I, i've got mine on on bare metal or whatever you what their expression is it's on the computer here the update process is pretty smooth i mean i back it up but then i use the web updater and it works every time
4: i'm actually using the flat pack
5: okay okay yeah i installed yeah i was the long way (laughs)
3: I mean, I've got some unused hardware, and uh, I, I was thinking about spinning it, spinning it up in a container.
4: Yeah, I've enjoyed mine so far. Yeah,
5: I use it.
0: Wait, when you said they I've started used... rolling it out, what do you mean by that? Like, isn't it available now? Like,
5: it, it is, but I mean, it, if you have it installed on a computer, that you can you can update it from within the web interface. Okay. And they don't, you know, it's released today, but they roll that out. I think enterprise customers have to wait four or five weeks, but regular guys like me using the free version, they just roll it out. They don't release it all at once, just to, I guess, save bandwidth. But
4: yeah, well, that that means you built the entire lamp stack yourself. Did you yeah. have to adjust any of the the sizes?
5: I'm sure I did and it was so long okay. ago I can't I've got some notes on it someplace that uh-huh. I, I made as I was going but I I don't remember any of the details but yeah right. I, I did it the long way
4: No cuz I remember doing it like forever ago before when it was before it was Nextcloud what was it um OwnCloud OwnCloud thank you Um I remember setting it up when it was OwnCloud when OwnCloud first came out and and setting up the lamp stack was a pain in the butt and then you had to go in and uh, into Apache and adjust the size yep. so that you'd actually have decent sized files in, in your mm-hmm. own cloud instance.
5: Well, I, to... I'm already running my, my web server from this same computer. So the LAMP stack was technically there. Mm-hmm. But I
4: okay. Well, no, it, installing the pack was super easy. Um, I did it for the GUI because I was just trying to interact with the files from... Um, Mintcast, and then I decided that I wanted one of my own, so I just had to make some mild adjustments um, using what was it, uh, Nextcloud OC or something like that. I'd have to look at my notes. Mild if,
2: adjustments.
5: <laughs> if you're a uh, if if you've never used it and you just want to see what it looks like, and if you're a paid SDF. Uh, public access unix system user that uh, you have access to their instance of Nextcloud. there
4: i think all i had to do was set up the um the allowed servers or something like that or allowed instances and and set it up for um the local host and um set it up uh, on the port that i wanted it on so that It could be accessed externally.
5: Yeah, I had to do all that and just make sure that I didn't screw up my web server or my Icecast server or any of the others I got running on this same LAMP stack, but get the certificates right. It was fun, but it's been running flawlessly for me for four years now, I think. So, yeah.
4: So I'm about to, I think, nuke and pave my my server, which is a lot of work. That uh, I am going to try and restore some things. Like I'm going to re- try to restore the um, audiobook sh- audiobook shelf, which will show what I've listened to and uh, keep all the stuff that uh, I've fixed the match on. And then the same with um, my Plex. I'm going to try and restore that.
5: I've done a couple of server migrations with Plex in the past, and and my web server, but uh, not with Nextcloud yet. I've not had to replace
4: this server. Yeah, I guess I'll we'll end up having to do the same thing with with uh, Nextcloud then too. But uh, I do have it stored our uh, full backup on another machine for the Nextcloud stuff, so that it should be fairly easy. Yeah. Even if I have to do it from scratch again.
2: There, that's what I use there, Dave. Uh
5: okay, Embry, yeah. I Embry. I've seen that Embry. I don't know why I say Embry.
2: Embry. <laughs> I lo- I love it. Um it especially this time of year, I end up using it an awful lot because I have a lot of uh the Christmas specials uh ripped off of uh Blu ray or DVD. Ripped off
4: of Pirate Bay.
2: No, I don't use that. I actually have the discs because <laughs> they're not horribly expensive. I think that I think the Charlie Brown one ran me like I think it was twenty or thirty. But then I got like not just the Christmas one; I got like all of them.
3: All right, I, I got to confess something. So I'm 58, and my wife and I grew up during, like, Lost in Space was in reruns when we came yeah. home from school. I was watching it on Amazon in, like, mid-episode change. You know, it's like we finished an episode, we're watching another episode. It wants money. So I guess they changed the terms of service or the licensing, whatever.
2: Might have been right in the middle of when you were watching it, when it went, it yeah. went from... Yeah. Uh, Paid to uh, something else, but now I, I yeah, did. I wa- watched the um, the remake, and I don't. I'm not talking about the uh, horrible one that had uh, what what's his face from Friends in it.
4: Oh, that high speed movie. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Lost
2: in Space movie was horrible. <laughs>
4: oh, you're talking about the TV show that they came out with that yeah. I didn't even look at.
0: Was yeah. that on Netflix? That was on. Netflix, yeah, it was on Netflix.
2: It? Yeah, still is. Uh the la- I know all the seasons are now available. It's it's now gone, but That that wasn't Yeah, any that good. was
4: several years ago when they were doing that.
2: No,
5: that was good. It, the, that the was TV show was good.
2: Yes, the TV okay. show on Netflix is good. But I liked the,
5: it. The movie's the one had Alan Rickman in it, right? Uh
2: me I know it had a Matt from uh. The guy Matt who LeBlanc. played... Uh, yeah, Matt LeBlanc, yeah. who played Joey yeah, and that uh, was
5: bad. Yeah, I didn't see either one of those. But... The,
2: the only difference is, is Dr. Smith is, is a woman in the TV series on Netflix. As yeah. opposed
4: to a giant arachnid?
2: Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever the, that crazy guy was. <laughs> the original Dr. Smith was just... <laughs> a coward? <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh. <laughs> so... The the point I was getting towards is uh I initially started looking for it on Amazon, like the box set, and it was like eighty something dollars. And through some odd searches I found it on Amazon for twenty five bucks.
0: Yeah. Wait, the box set or
3: Yeah, the 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 box set, the physical discs.
2: How many seasons was that though?
3: It was three seasons. The first season was black and white, and the last two were colored.
4: Okay, that's right. That's probably yeah, what I remember. Yeah, the seasons yeah. were were longer back then, weren't they? Like,
3: oh yeah. Um, let let me see if I get details here.
4: Yeah, they were longer. Um, uh,
2: amazingly enough, there's some older ones. Like, what was I watching? I was watching some the other day, and I'm like, wait a minute. There's only ten seasons episodes in this season and it wasn't a streaming tv show like like a uh, the new frasier on paramount plus uh yeah. one season is only 10 episodes it's like
4: well the, for us that that seems a little bit shorter cuz a lot of them are 12 or we're 13 used to 20, but if you're longer if, well no actually modern ones are like 12 or 13 usually but if you look at like the um, the british tv series it's usually like six episodes
5: or four sometimes even yeah yeah luther i think uh they had a two episode season and several four episode seasons yeah it's like like star trek
2: the next generation had 20 some every season
4: yeah but sherlock had like three yeah
2: yeah And I maintain, if you were a fan of The Next Generation and you have not seen uh, Picard yet, especially season three, the other two seasons you can throw away.
5: I, I watched <laughs> yeah, the first two seasons.
4: They had basically the entire uh, Enterprise crew there, or at least the uh, the important parts of it. They had Riker, they had uh, Crusher. And what um, wharf and data? Yeah. Although uh, um, I know this will be a a little bit spoilery for me me, since I haven't watched it, and I do eventually plan on watching it one day. How is it that data aged?
5: it'll be very spoilery. Uh, Yeah. Um,
2: Well, that's actually probably one of the probably one of the only reasons to look back at like a. Season one or season two.
4: Um, I enjoyed
5: season one and two.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they were different. You know, um. The introduction to Q, the Borg, you can't, can't argue with that. But I mean, it is the. Oh, we, you mean of, uh, Picard. Picard. Picard yeah, yeah,
2: Picard. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think how he got to be how he was is kind of revealed in, in the. Uh, Probably season one. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched that season. And I I don't even know if I want to go back and rewatch it. Because it was not as good. as Season three just killed it. And it's like...
0: I thought season one was good until like the last couple episodes. And I'm like,
4: come on, really? I kind of figured it was something crazy. Like, you know, when he got his new body at the end of... uh, What was it, Nemesis? Um, Well, he's B4.
2: They uploaded all all the memories in B four.
4: Yeah, and then um, uh, New Young Soon probably made it so that they would age instead of having the uh, immortal body that Data had before, or whatever. In the same way, when he uh, created his wife and Picard, uh, I don't
0: recall any of that in season one of Picard, Joe. Uh, he's talking well, about Well, no, Tng
4: the next generation, I mean, uh, Nguyen Sun, um, created a version of his wife that had died basically with all the memories of his wife and made it age and then didn't let her know that she wasn't, you know, the original. Oh, right, And but then she I, left I was, him anyway and ran off. And that's what no, I was talking no, I th- about.
0: I thought you were using that saying that maybe that was the explanation why.
4: That would have been my guess on, data. Uh, on how it worked. I
0: don't, I don't even think they addressed why he looked. I don't recall them addressing that at all.
4: They, they, but Joel just said that they did, that they explained how he got old.
5: I think they do, but I, it's been a while since I've seen Picard. And yeah, I, I, that's I, the thing. Is I, I, That was, heck, that that was, what, five years ago now? <laughs> it was as slow as it came out, you know? I remember it making sense to me, but other than that, I can't remember it. <laughs>
4: Guys,
5: I'm uh, going to do like Alan and H's say goodnight. Himself. Night, Rich. Night, Rich. Hey, good good Night, man. Gentlemen. Happy holiday.
4: It's good talking to you again, yeah. Rich. Yeah, Thanks Merry Christmas so to
5: all you. Merry Christmas.
2: Well, at least I think I figured out why the hell Mumble... Mumble kept dropping my audio coming from the server. So um, I was using the Snap Pack that Ubuntu gives you by default. And I went... And fired up synaptic and found they had the older version of mumble as a real you know a you know d package so I installed that which it dropped me from version one point five something to one three four or something um but then I had to go in and uh recheck some things in the uh network area of the configuration uh q l s and i think uh some uh forced t c p it was, it, it was the audio just like I could hear you guys and then all of a sudden nothing for a few seconds and then I could hear you guys and then nothing and the microphone always worked which is strange.
4: The microphone always showed us working. There were large sections where we couldn't hear shit that you were saying.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, That, that might have been when I was struggling with the other stuff. You know, I think, I think part of it, I think what Mumble really needs now is a direct pipewire support, which it has kind of, but it, and I think it's what it is. And this, cause the wild thing was, is the sound card was always working. Uh, like I could f- open up a tab with YouTube and watch a video or something. That was fine. So.
1: Sounds I got like, a
4: question. Sounds like Pittsburgh just won an overtime. Good for them.
5: Hey, uh, random question. Any of you guys use Steam?
4: Yeah,
2: all the time. Yeah. I have it, yeah. Uh,
5: have any of y'all ever been able to get uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Special Edition to stream from a Plex server? I mean, from a Steam server to a computer?
4: I've never tried. Yeah. Don't have that game. I mean, I have a Windows machine that, that runs Steam that'll stream it to um, something else on the local network.
5: Yeah, I'm trying to stream it from uh, a Steam server on Linux to a Steam client on a laptop, and I can I can stream all kinds of games that way. But this one I, I've had trouble with, and there's there's just some stuff I've not tried. There's some threads out there, but I didn't know if anybody had ever had problems with
4: that i've never set up a S- steam server is it an actual like thing or are you just an instance of steam
5: it's an instance of steam that, that you okay. can
4: you can stream from one computer i to still kind
2: of yeah. want a steam deck
4: yeah yeah I oh would- man i almost dropped the hammer on one the other day somebody had a 512 gig on on facebook marketplace for two hundred dollars
2: that's the not that's the LCD version, right?
4: Yeah, it's the LCD version, but it's still the 512, right?
2: Yeah, cuz there I mean, well those are um possibly can, what makes me look at some of the other ones is the fact they run straight Windows and it just makes me wonder if you could just install Linux on it and just put Steam on it and be done with it. A lot of it. them
4: yeah. A lot of them you, just do a search for it. And there should be a version um, of Linux that will run on it. Now, if, like, well, if Linux will run on it, then Steam will run on it. But I don't know if it'll have the exact style of optimizations or how much setup you would have to do with the controls.
2: And that's the other negative thing. (laughs) Because if you bought the Steam Deck, that's not a question. Right. Or if you used, um, like, the Asus... uh, Republica gamers ally, uh, Lenovo yeah, brought the out ROG. their Legion One,
4: the, the Rog Go, yeah, or no, the Legion Go, that's it. Legion, the Legion Go, GO yeah. the Asus Rog, the Aeonio or Aveneo, Neo? right? Yeah,
2: I mean, al- L- Lenovo also brought out a li- a Android tablet, but then I looked at it and it's like okay. Yeah relatively new tablet right about in the price range I think it's what? Between four and five hundred. But it's a version of Android behind. And I keep thinking I've been screwed with enough of these Android tablets. Uh
4: yeah. I mean you know what good is that gonna do you? None. It's not yeah. for gaming. No, it's saying it is I mean, what are you gonna? You you can emulate some old school stuff, and that's about it. So if you if you wanted to play old Sega games, yeah, I could see that. Maybe some PS One, but that's about the extent of it. It's and
2: actually, I'm looking at it. I found it on Giz. Never heard of this website before. Giztop for 349.
4: Well, I guess it's still better than the PlayStation one that they have. Yeah, which you're you're paying a couple of hundred dollars for that, and then you also have to have a PS5 to, you know, make it work. And then it's actually the PS5 doing the work, and it's just streaming to that.
2: Maybe this might be last season, last year's... um...
4: But if you're going to get an Android tablet gaming system, why not just get one of those um, fancy controllers that snaps into your phone? Yeah, I've
2: seen that. Or oh, actually, you know, it's funny. Like, uh, now, Dave, you probably never uh, got the uh, Stadia controller whack when they had it for free, right?
5: No. Okay. Uh, I, I, I I looked into that, and I looked into that whole – this is well, Google streaming service, right? So yeah, that doesn't exist yeah.
2: anymore, right? Yeah.
5: yeah, I I may have had a membership for a little while, but... I, I, maybe when it was beta, I can't remember, but I, I didn't stick with it.
2: Okay, so... After the service shut down, they actually, actually brought out a um, software, like I believe he goes through Chrome, right? And... It will basically turn that controller into a Bluetooth controller. Yeah. So.
5: I I looked into that because I have a a 2019 NVIDIA Shield box. It's my main streaming device from my TV. And it's got an NVIDIA chip. And I got a my Steam back here. My uh, headless Steam box has got a NVIDIA card net. And I've... I've the, the streaming experience from the computer to the Nvidia Shield has been abysmal, uh, and I have PS3 controllers. I, I bought a Xbox compatible controller. I, I've tried all kind of stuff, but it's, it's just less than optimal, which is sort of disappointing. With two Nvidia products and a Steam, it's just not working like I want it to. I, some games play. I can I can play these trucking simulators, but. Uh, I can play Witcher on my TV for my Steam, uh, computer, but some games I just can't play. And I, I've tried every iteration and crossed fingers with Proton and all kind of stuff. And it's just not, not working like I want it to. Yeah. But that's an Android box, but it's, you know, it's got an NVIDIA chip and it's pretty, pretty high powered. I can play some beefy games on it, but it's just not. It's not been the experience I was wanting. Yep. I I didn't um, didn't get it for gaming. I got it for streaming. Yeah.
2: I like the, uh, I have the, well, original switch. I don't have an OLED switch and uh, I I do have quite a few cartridge. Uh, I generally prefer to buy cartridges because mostly because I haven't got around to buying a, a fat, uh, micro SD card for it yet, but, uh, I have the Atari 50th anniversary cartridge. It's fantastic. I love it.
5: But one thing I do have set up on the Nvidia Shield box is, uh, emulators from you the know, Super NES and all that stuff. They've more or less replaced my entire Retro Pi Raspberry 3 that I was using for old games. They play great on the Nvidia Shield. Better than on the Pi, of course, but...
2: That's good to know.
5: It's not Rob. one. Inter- it's not one interface like RetroPie was. It's several different Android programs, but they run good on the Shield. So
0: you turn this into them, and they give you well, like three months of service, free, right? Okay. Right For how um, hard you're it. <laughs> uh, well, no, uh, I
4: Shield will Shield to you. Um, you can um install RetroArch onto Android, and then link all those emulators to RetroArch. And it will be in one place.
5: Okay. Okay. I may do that.
4: <laughs> it's probably easier to keep the setup you have, honestly. But
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't play them that often, but I, I I enjoyed it on the Raspberry Pi. But I uh, did too. But but, but yeah. I, the, you're changing inputs, and you know, and it's, it was a little bit of a pain but uh, i i played some dos games on there with a wireless keyboard and that that was great
4: i'm trying to remember a bit dough okay. bluetooth controller that will that i 3d printed a phone holder for and i run all my um emulated stuff off my phone now and it's actually pretty good i oh,
5: have that same controller yeah
4: uh,
5: that's pretty that's pretty cool you got an sdl for that
4: um There's there's a
5: Thingiverse someplace? There
4: is one on Thingiverse. I had to mod mine because um well because they have theirs for specific phones. I just changed it so that I could put a um a quarter inch um heat set insert into it and and then um a male to female adapter or a male to male adapter and um attach a regular phone mount to it.
5: Okay. I
4: in I reality, you that, in but... reality,
5: I probably never do that. I, there's, there's so few games I ever play on my phone.
4: Yeah, but you could look. I mean, there there's several different ones for that particular eight bit do on there, and maybe one will fit your phone.
5: Okay, this is the the this, the Nintendo. I don't have the I-
4: Nintendo one. I had the, but well, you could do it with the Nintendo one just the same.
5: But no, okay. I had,
4: I have the, that other, um I guess it's PlayStation style one okay. that they
5: have. Okay, mine's the Nintendo
4: one. Yeah, okay. Now I do have, um the
2: Space Quest collection on Steam. That's still a fun, fun game to play every once in a while. And, and not to mention the fact, I don't think I beat every
4: version of it yet. <laughs> Well, I'm still trying to complete a halfway decent speed run on um, the original Super Mario game.
1: <laughs>
4: we gotta wrap it up, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dave's gotta get to bed. I do it. He's gonna be coming down your <laughs> chimney in a couple of days. <laughs> Step in your stocking.
2: <laughs> Say it to Dave. <laughs>
0: With his peppermint
4: suppositories, and giving you your suppository the right way, with his personal applicator stick. Pucker up, big boy. Here
0: it comes. <laughs> he oh, oh, oh! In your home. <laughs> All right. Here, here it is. Your promos. I am short. Yes, you E-O! are.
1: Showtime.
2: It's a little thing, Show, and that's back. If you don't like the cast, you can skid up your ass. There ain't no funny that I it For the, the next day, down show go to and i the beginning. Just sit right there the just about to begin. It is um, not. I don't it's know a, what the hell you just played, man. The Linux
4: Link Tech Show. <laughs> you know what? You're
0: right. Like I'm like listening. To this and like wait a minute.
4: Wait, do you, do you have you... the do you have the New Year's promo?
0: Oh, I know what I did wrong. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. Wrong did playlist. they send
4: out uh, a New Year's promo yet? Uh, um, well, they were just reusing last year's. I think. Oh, yeah, you know, what you uh, could play. Let me see. You can
2: play Link's Twelve Days of Christmas.
0: Oh, I gotta find that.
2: Remember that, Dave?
5: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's an old one. Yeah, it's dated as hell now too. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta play I
4: got, some didgeridoo.
5: I got a question. the The theme song that you play at the beginning. The yeah. lyrics, the lyrics, just sit right back because the something is about to begin. What? I
0: think it's sit right back and let the gambling, let the, not gambling, show. Sit right, right back because the gabbing's about to begin, I think, or something. Gabbing, gabbing. Gabbing. Oh, that, okay. Man, no, wait, cool. let me properly play us out. Hold on, sorry.
3: I am short. Oh, my God,
0: it's Hacker Public Radio
5: Hacker Public Radio is a daily podcast by the hacker community for the hacker community. If you're interested in technology, creative thinking, hacking, Linux, or any kind of computer, that kind of stuff, you should listen to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.com.
0: My name is Matt, and I've started a new podcast called LibreQuest. I talk about Linux and general
1: technical topics. To get the show, visit LibreQuest.org.
2: So we can paint anything we want? Anything at all. How about if I paint your fine ass? Mm, yeah, with my tongue brush. Sh- shut up. Just shut up. Daddy has a gun!
1: It's over.
0: You were making it for young in the kitchen. I was in the dining room having sushi. So Dave, I think it's sit right back because the gabbins just about to begin. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know if it's sit right back or just sit right back because the gabbins just about to begin. I think it's I think it's sit right back. Cause the gabbing's just about to begin. I okay. think that's it.
5: There we right. go. Yeah, I have a uh, chronic lyritosis. I, I can't, I can't understand <laughs> lyrics because of my hearing. But even when I had good hearing, uh, you remember the song, uh, Man Eater by Daryl Hall and John Oates? Yeah. There's, there's a line in there where Daryl Hall s- sings, what I swore was, uh, uber u. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was actually saying the woman is wild, ooh. But the way it sounded for years to me, like he was saying, ooh, but it's swa, ooh, just made up words. So hey, my I question
1: can't... about the theme song. Yeah. There's a, there's a section where it goes, there ain't no fuddy duddies except for Lincoln Pat. <laughs> is that, is that, I, I don't know what that is. If I thought it's not it said, that.
5: I thought it said, there, there ain't no footy duddies, Dan, Allen Lincoln Pat. I thought they named all four of them.
0: Yeah, that's there. what I thought it was, too.
5: They, Dan Allen Lincoln They Pat. ain't no fuddy-duddies.
0: Comma, Dan
1: Allen Lincoln Pat. I like mine better.
5: <laughs>
1: <Damn>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know yours, what, Murph? Yours, yours makes sense, Murph. You record,
0: you, you record a version of it, I'll play it at the beginning of the show, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, recording a theme song is not among my skills. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh Dave! I yeah. have the same problem you do with lyrics. I can't <laughs> my it drives my wife nuts.
2: There used to be a uh radio station commercial in the Columbus area where they made fun of that like and uh they basically had like they had this one little girl on it, and she was singing ticket the ride and the lyrics she messed up was, she's got a chicken to ride and it's in my hair. <laughs> i have to yeah. see if I can find it because it was pretty funny. I mean, it's stuff like that, you know. I can't think of, of uh, I I,
0: I, Again, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of any of the ones that I have messed up so bad.
5: Oh, I can't either, but my, my, my memory, <laughs> I, there's all kinds of stuff I can't remember. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: I remember all sorts of stupid bullshit. Not, 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 not technical stuff sometimes, but like, um
5: Like I'm trying to think of the name of the group that's doing commercials what, and What'd you like to know? Who was that, Dan? Doba. Doba, Doba yeah.
2: I can't even, you used to be able to find them online and download that file, but you can't anymore. Then there's a quack
0: like a duck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Dave, you know the song Too Much Time on My Hands, right? Yeah. By Sticks. Yeah. So I thought it was Chick Chick. Chick away, but it's tick, tick, ticky away. I also thought when he says, uh, at the, at the final verse, he says, um, now I'm a jet fuel jockey and I can solve the world's problems without even trying. I thought it was now I'm a deputy and I can solve the world's problems without even trying. Like completely wrong. <laughs> completely wrong. And I thought of that. That I just learned a few years ago. So, and I've been singing that song since I was a wee little kid.
5: Well, I think I was a freshman in college and uh, maybe a senior in high school and I was fishing all night long with a, with a buddy of mine. We were on a lake, on the, on the bank of a lake fishing with several of us and I, the Brian Adams song, which I can't stand Brian Adams cuts like a knife came on and I don't, I just remember my friend's reaction because he was just inc- shocked and incredulous that, you know, 1980, whatever this was, that he, he thought the lyrics was, you know, feel so effing right. It's like a knife. <laughs> he was, he, you could not convince him that's not what the lyrics were.
2: Uh, see. I remember that commercial, but I can't tell you what freaking station it was. But then I also remember the sun bubble commercial that used to run up here. That was a place, I'm trying to remember where exactly it was, but basically you can go rent a hot tub for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't want to go there. Yeah, that's
5: a good way to get, get more than you paid for
2: <laughs> syphilis maybe or like gonorrhea.
5: Just don't try
0: to re- reuse the suppository. You'll be fine, Joel.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I wish I had never told that story.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs>
4: Some things just stick around.
5: Oh, I know it. I
0: know That's it. never going away. Yeah. Oh. oh my goodness. I'm going to be honest. I get a little worried about you because I haven't seen you around for a while.
1: I had a couple of busy weeks there. Uh,
0: I thought you were lot killed of, by lot of stuff going on. Uh, nah, they
1: they can't get rid of me that easy.
0: Good, good. It's good to see you. I was like, I wonder where Murph is, and Dave's like, I don't care.
4: <laughs> I believe that.
0: Hey, hey.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna step use
4: aside.
0: <laughs> you gonna
1: I'm I'm gonna step aside and let you guys have a show because. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to give you 100% attention tonight. I know I owe you a show on Mastodon. Uh, I'll work on that soon.
0: I don't want excuses, Murph. I want results. <laughs> I might be forgiving, but Dave isn't. <laughs> hey, Murph.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll get it going quick. I, I fear Dave's wrath.
0: <laughs> uh, if, the wrath if of if Dave you, Yates. <laughs> Have a nice holiday.
1: Hey, you guys too, the whole, uh, whole bunch of you. Yeah, I'm not sure. Things, things are busy this time of year, so.
0: Dave Santa Yates. Oh, Dave, I, I, I printed that picture out and put it up above <laughs> my work area. So I,
5: I, you. I figured you'd do something with
0: it. I, I, so I could see Santa every day. <laughs>
4: Uh, I figured it was a picture of your uh suppository testing station.
0: <laughs> one and the same, right?
5: <laughs>
4: yes, child? What's that? Uh, one of my children just walked in. Oh. Granted, she's like, you know, 19. And still living here.
5: I got a 21 year old still living here. Oh, my
4: my eldest is about to turn 21 uh, next month and still living here. And I don't understand. I moved out at 17, like the second time. Uh, I, I don't get it white at
5: forty huh your beard is white
4: you're the 40. reason my beard is white at forty I shut up
1: Don't give me
4: that b s my beard was white at like twenty five so give somebody yeah. else that b s Oh no,
1: no not
4: you this white, but it was pretty darn white
1: some streak
4: yeah. like half a year ago oh uh,
1: you just age <sighs>
4: Why are you still living here?
1: Because you love me. I'm uh. your favorite. I can actually <laughs> cook. I'm like my siblings. There you go. Good <laughs> <sighs> job. I want
2: one. I'm going to get one next semester if
4: I cut down my time. 20th. What's going on on the 20th? What time's your appointment on the twentieth? No clue. Let
0: me look at it. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Dave. Yeah. What episode is it?
2: Twenty-nine.
0: Twenty-nine, Dave. What do you say it is?
5: Uh, I was gonna say ten thirty, but I, I'm second guessing now. <laughs> are,
0: are you gonna let Joe run ramshot over your thoughts?
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're not. You're not. You're, you're that lack that much confidence in your, your.
5: Yeah, i was gonna say it's ten
0: thirty. <laughs> uh, you're right. It is ten thirty. Oh, all right. right. <laughs> I think Joe was just testing you. He wanted to see if... No, no, I was wrong. If he could sway you with peer pressure. No. Ay, <laughs> ay, 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 ay. All right, 10.30. Time to, oh, it's time to start the show. Got some good stuff.
4: Are you yes, joining the show today, Tala? Yeah. Get a headset and join the show? No. No? No. <laughs>
0: Dun-dun-dun.
4: You can join uh. from your phone? uh
0: uh-uh. Mumble's pissing me off tonight. Huh? It's not
4: happening.
0: Are you off, Joel? Are you on vacation now?
2: Uh, nope. Got one more day. Ah. All
0: right. All right. Let's do it to it. It's yeah. 10.30. Here we go. 5, 3, 2, 1. What? Yeah. 1,030. 8.30.
4: No, the show Another number. Not the time. The show number.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay.